Hey, Jimbo, you ready for this deal? Turn them out. <laughs> Old stories like long lost friends. Rodeos and late night bends History before our time Round pens and pasture rides Cowboys of the Osage Howdy everybody Welcome to another edition of the Cowboys of the Osage podcast, brought to you by the Ben Johnson Cowboy Museum, located in historic downtown Pahuska, Oklahoma. Hey, it's O Cody over here, and as always, I got my main man with me, Mr. Songwriter, Mr. Rodeo Historian himself, Jimbo Snively. Hey, Jimbo, good morning, good to see you. Where are we at? Who are we talking to? Hey, Cody boy, it's another great day in Osage, man. And Cody, we're at the home of uh, Ralph and Sally Williams, down here just outside Skytook. And uh, Ralph had one of the great and longest careers, and it's still going, you know, he hadn't quit yet. But he was like a two-time national final steer roper, a 19 times IPRA team roper. He's won San Angelo in the steer roping, just a resume a mile long. And his wife, Sally. Wild cow milking at Pendleton. Wild cow milking. I was there. And And, uh, his wife, Sally, was an Indian world champion barrel racer, multiple IPRA qualifier in the barrel racing. Just a heck of a hand. And One of uh, them racing Okies. Yeah. Yeah, she, she's from Kansas, so. Originally. Originally. Uh, anyway, they've invited us into their home, and we're just really tickled to, to be down here to get to talk to them. Uh, guys, welcome to the Osage Cowboys of the Osage podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Thank well, you. Yeah, welcome. You... Well, we're glad to have you. Super glad to have you guys. Where'd you grow up at, Ralphie? Right here, right here in Skytook all my life. My granddad uh, started this ranch, I think over 80 years ago. And uh, we, we've been raised right here the whole time. We was able to purchase part of our brothers and sisters land. So we've got a pretty good chunk right here and glad to have it. The old W bar, is that it? That's it, <laughs> W bar ranch. What got you started wanting to be a roper? Well, it's kind of necessity. Fences weren't real good. We had to go get some <laughs> cattle in for Granddad pretty regular, and he would sure let us rope them. So that's all good. I started out on a little pony, and I can remember rodeoing, barely remember rodeoing at Bartlesville when I was six years old in the breakaway calf rope, and I had to lap that arena two or three times and finally caught that rascal. So I was hooked from there on. Mm. Hey. What, got, what got you started, Sally? Oh, my dad, he was um, into rodeo, and he was, um, he was um, a bull rider and bronc rider in the earlier days. And then as he had a family, he went to doing some roping, and then he always had horses around there, and he did some calf roping and then later some team roping, and we just rode his horses. I bell raced on his calf horses and then his roping horses, and... He'd work them all for us, and he grew up breaking horses for people, and so he... What was, was his name, Sally? Buddy Fleming. Buddy Fleming. 
He was from Kansas. Yes, ma'am. And then we moved to Oklahoma when I was young. And uh, he was a welder, eventually worked at American Airlines and then rodeoed on the weekends. And so we got pretty involved in it. He, he really liked doing it. Hey, Jimbo, a while ago, <clears throat> he was talking about the fences around here. I don't know how they are right now, but <laughs> he's got, I don't think it's, it might be one of his inventions. I'm not sure, but it's called the yoke. Yeah, it's a basically a post that he puts around the steer's neck. It's pre, some of them's pretty long. Yeah, and uh, so they can't fit out of the hole. Yeah, yeah, those are pretty common for people who don't have good fence. We used to have one too. Had a yoke. You get an old. Now wait a minute, wait a minute. The fences are good, but you go to dealing with these old Coriani steers <laughs> and milk cows and stuff. They're going to stretch a fence and get out. So for safety purposes. We put a yoke on them, keeps them off the road. Just in case. And we've designed those yokes in uh, several different models. And if they need a mega yoke, we got it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, he's got from regular all the way to mega yeah, we yokes. We have them too. You know, <clears throat> before we get started too much, when I first started coming down here, practicing a little bit with Ralphie, he didn't have a, a back end on the end of his arena whatsoever. In fact, when you... You got done roping around the steers. You had to go gather the whole W bar to get them back to get them back to rope them again. When did you finally put it back in on your arena over there, Ralphie? Well, I don't remember what year that was. My dad had just got a deal, and he went to Osage County and got a big load of railroad ties. So we put the sides up on that pen. I can remember my grandpa Gabe Israel pulling himself up, chinning himself over a railroad tie and lining up the next one. <laughs> so we built the side on the arena right there and then kind of get to craving the rope. And so we went ahead and roped and we just took our time back getting that back end in there. Four years or so. really learned how to <laughs> dally so we didn't have to go to pasture to get our ropes. George Morton, he would have to go to the backside a lot of times because he'd miss a dally once in a while. That's a deal. Once you barely get it ready to rope, don't ever rope in your arena until you get it completely finished, or it might be 40 years before you put the back end on it. Right. right. <laughs> Did you do any bronc riding or anything, Ralph, here? You always rode. Oh, uh, junior rodeoed a little bit, bareback rode on a couple of little ponies, and uh, rode some steers, but once uh, we got into them young bulls, Kind of gave it up right there. You don't live to be this old if you're a bull rider. So I went completely timed events after that. Yeah, that's smart. <laughs> we got the grandkids back here, little Ralphie and the other one. They did Marshall. a rope trick deal for us a while ago. Marshall and Ralphie, little oh, yeah. Ralphie. That's what everyone's hearing back They're here. They're going to be trick ropers. They're, I think they should get them some bull whips and they start practicing uh, whipping stuff out of their hands and stuff. <laughs> right, right. Pretty soon, they'll be pretty good at it, I would assume. About as good as they are at their rope trick they got going. Right. The one, he can twirl a rope and sing the Lion King song all at the same time. There you go. There it's you go. It's pretty impressive. The other one got a riddle, and that riddle was hard to catch. Maybe we better tell that. Is that allowed? A riddle? A riddle over the radio here? Yeah, family-friendly okay. riddle. Uh, Ralphie's having trouble in school, and he was... Um, the problem was he only knew 25 letters of the alphabet. He just doesn't know why. <laughs> okay. Uh, his dad. I, I heard him tell us that a couple times. <laughs> I just got it. Okay. God, it I'm, dumb. <laughs> I'm dumb. I'm <laughs> dumb. Yeah. Uh, 
So Cole, he lives next door. That's our son. And he roped a lot. He was uh, natural curly-headed. And so he grew that hair out as a kid. And, and then he picked it and had an afro and kind of crazy times right there. And our daughter, she lives next door also. So we got our kids good and close. But Robbie, I, most people think of you as a team of where a lot of people do. But when I first met you, you were steer roping in the Osage Steer Roping Club. They were roping them heifers with horns and stuff. Oh, yeah, that was good. Uh, I'm a charter member, I guess. So when the yeah. club started, I was able to get right in there with them. And they'd buckle them plastic horns on those heifers. And, uh, you know, those heads would come off once oh, in a yeah. while. And so there would go your horse. So I had a special pair of designed running boots. And I've had to run the length of that Ben Johnson Arena several times. You dominated that pretty good. How many of them did you win? Do you remember? Oh, I don't think I dominated. I, I was just did. real regular there. Um, I might have won that club once before they went to divisions. And then uh, I've won the average a couple times there at the finals, club finals. That's pretty good. I might have won that year-end deal once. So, But just been hanging in, hanging in there with them. I remember you winning it one once. My memory seemed like you was all-time winning it. Yeah, we should update our stats, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what got you into healing, Ralphie? Man, I think that's the main event right there. And, uh, shoot, there was ropers around here healing. Uh, Nick Andrews was good, and my dad watched him. He liked the way he roped, so my dad had me getting that rope over on my left side a little more and rolling it right over that hip. And uh, then I kind of developed my own style of backing off of it. Some people call it floating it in there. And I've been trying to quit that for 40 years. <laughs> My brother, he quit roping with me because I wouldn't quit floating that rope. But it's, uh, it's worked a long time. And that healing event. That's your signature uh, style, though, Ralphie. That's right. That's, that's called right. the Big Sane, Ralphie. <laughs> that's the Big Ralphie. It's a lot of fun, that healing. Um, the steer roping. I think it's the second most dangerous event in rodeo right there. And you can... You can pick the first one, whatever you think, but uh, bareback riding. It's not really for older guys, but they've come up with the over 50 divisions, so I'm staying hooked in that. I retired my horse, Snoopy, at 28 years old this spring. He's over here to neighbor guys. Gary Lomax has got him for his two granddaughters to ride around, and he's still healthy and stuff. So I'm borrowing a horse, and my good friend Brad Prather and I were both riding his horse, and he had that accident and got killed and stuff. So uh, that's uh, that horse is in the family right there now. That's probably where he'll stay. But I just go get him on the weekends and ride him, and he's a good old man's horse. He takes care of me pretty good. So, what makes steer open the second most dangerous sport? You think, Ralphie? Oh, it's just things can go wrong so easy. You get a horse over that rope, they're just automatically guaranteed to go down. Or you're tied on tight. Yeah, tied on solid and stuff. So it's an event where uh, no mistakes will let you win. You can kind of go just a little bit slower, but if you go with no mistakes, you can sure win a little bit. 
<laughs> Me and Jimbo was talking about that today. Slow down and be fast. Exactly. But then an old man said, but hurry every chance you get. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I rode on with Neil Whirl, and he always told me, he said, man, just try to be 12. But you can't do it. You can't do it. You want to hurry every chance you can. Well, dollar signs get you going a little faster than your body's capable of going sometimes when That's you're seeing them in your exactly eyes. Exactly right. Down there. Exactly right. What was it like roping at the national final steer roping? Well, that was a tough one. The first year I went there, I didn't do any good. Where were you at? Lazy E. Okay. That's premier spot right there. I've uh, been to Mulvane and watched it since. Those fast times, that's pretty exciting. But uh, the Lazy E, if you'll do things right and take your time and just do them in steps, in steps that you, you practice and try to get down, uh, that's, that's the best place to rope right there at the Lazy E. Second year I went, placed in a couple rounds, shoot one ten thousand dollars <laughs> so that was real good back then but nowadays they've got money really good so it's it's pretty enticing to get out there and try to get part of it yeah cody's talking about breaking back out a little bit going to the club ropings oh, and then there well, you go we got three scare horses at the house right now cheyenne and you want to go to Palin. before you know it you're at the finals well last time i was at the finals i was untying steers you know. <laughs> <laughs> well for the guys that made it uh, Ralphie, who got you healing? You said your dad liked this guy's style, but who did you who did you kind of pattern yourself after when you got the big float going? Nobody? You just figured uh, out that's how you can catch? Yeah. Um, shoot, I started out roping around here with my brother, and me and him and Jimmy Hurd, we hit the trail, and, and uh, it wasn't long. I had uh, Paul E. Foreman, me and him would rope just a little bit at the jackpots. So then him and T. Woolman come through the country, and they were short a partner. They needed another partner. You, used to, you could enter the IRAs and yeah, a lot of amateurs more than once, that, right? That's right. Is go twice in IRAs so uh, I could go and head for one and heal for the other one, and we could mix it up. Paul E., he'd... He mainly healed back then, but uh, when he won the world championship there at the IRA finals, he was heading for me. So uh, I, I uh, went to going with them as T and Paulie, and we IRA rodeoed around there a little bit. And then uh, T, he came to Claremore Junior College, and we rodeoed there, made the college finals. And uh, shoot, I don't know. I guess that's. Was T a great roper when he was young? Was he. Oh, yeah. Heads and tails above everybody else then, or did he work hard and get up there to it? I mean, uh, shoot, he was a little bit ahead of everybody right there. So uh, he got the good partners and stuff and didn't take long. He was able to get good horses and just uh, the way things begun right there, you know, you work at it and you go and you get to craving it and you go more and gets in your blood, so then kind of get to where you ain't got time to hold down a regular job. You got to get in the rig and get on the trail and get in the practice pen, so it's it's a job. Rodeoing's a job, but yeah, uh, that was a good time right there, roping with T. Woolman and uh, Paul E. Foreman, and shoot, me and Mick Foreman roped at the IRA Finals one year, so. Where'd they have the IRA Finals at back then? And had them at Tulsa, and I think that's about the best place right there, downtown Civic Center, and 
you park underground, it's pretty amazing go down there to Tulsa for the I- IFR. Then they moved them to Oklahoma City, uh, roped in the myriad downtown down there a time or two, and then to the fairgrounds. And now they're having them at uh, Lazy Arena out there. Right. Seems bigger than ever over there at the Lazy Arena. Yeah, like it's really I think that bigger. just changed hands. IPRA just changed hands from, uh, I don't know for sure who bought it, but they've got supposed to have big money coming in there now. So I see a lot of people going to the IRA rodeos and... Uh, is that WSCRA or something? WRCA. WRCA is affiliated and stuff, so that's good. Uh, just this past weekend, I've seen uh, Brad Culpepper and his boy and Manny Coondies roping with Speed Williams' boy at local rodeos. We were at Miami, or at Vanita's Rodeo on Tuesday, and we were at uh, Oswego last night, and they were there, so they're trying to make the IRA finals again. They've been there lots of times. The other day I called Ralphie up. I said, where are you at, Ralphie? Shoot, I'm down in Florida. And then I called him back a few days later. He was in Arizona. He's still rodeoing harder than he, just as hard as he ever has. Explain those Indian rodeos, Ralphie. Okay, they're pretty good. Uh, back in the day, you had to prove a quarter Indian before you could go. And they've finally uh, opened that up a little bit. And now if you show any Indian blood at all, you can go. So uh, it's got bigger and better. That COVID right there really hurt our region system. We used to have five or six rodeos in the region. And they went to a system where if you added $5,000 to each event, you could be a tour rodeo. And so uh, each region was allowed one tour, I think, and maybe one uh, smaller rodeo. But now they've got them where uh, if they're 5,000 added or more, they're automatic qualifiers. So if you win one, you get to go to the finals. And so uh, we're trying to get Sally in. They, t- they have that way right there, automatic qualifiers. If you win first, you're in, or you got to make the top 10 in the standings. So Sally's horse is getting a little bit older, and we've been going a bunch and trying not to miss any. And we've got her in the top five at the moment. So uh, I've qualified in the over 50 breakaway and the senior healing. So I'm kind of already in there. And we're just, uh, we're entered at uh, Pine Ridge, South Dakota next Friday, and then on to Poplar, Montana for Saturday morning. Wow. Box Elder, Box Elder, Montana. So. <laughs> do they have breakaway roping for, I love for ladies, or is it just? Yes, they do. Have you do it. that, or just the no, barrels? I did for a while, but I'm not very good at that. So she I heals kinda, good, Jimbo. Yeah. Holy moly! <laughs> kind of quit. Doing yeah, that. her and her our daughter Quista, they they tried them on there for a couple years in the ladies breakaway, and it made Quista mad because Sally'd catch everyone, mm. might not no. win it, or might not even place, but Quista she fought her head on catching. Right. And uh, they practice a lot around here. They really worked at it through that. But that breakaway's got so tough that oh man, they've kind of phased out of that. I want to know something. How'd you two meet? How did Ralphie and Sally meet? At the rodeo, I bet. But I'm, I'm going to be real surprised if it wasn't at a rodeo. <laughs> it's kind of political deal. Uh, we were on uh, going to school at Cl- uh, Claremore, Claremore Junior College, and. And uh, I think I was a club president over there, and and she was on the rodeo team right there. So that's how we met. She lived at Owasa, and I lived at Skytook. 
So that's that worked out. How long ago was it? Well, that was about 45 years. I think we courted for over five years, didn't we? Probably. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how current this deal will go down, but today is July 27th, I think. So that makes our anniversary. 41st. 41st anniversary. That's today. some kind of record right well, there, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. Congratulations. <laughs> Pretty proud of that. Thank and you. Congratulations that you Thank remembered you. that. <laughs> well, we remember. I don't it. remember mine. <laughs> we remembered it last night when the rodeo clown at Oswego said something about an anniversary. I said, well, what is today? Oh, well, tomorrow is our anniversary. <laughs> we always forget. Yeah, tell them about where we usually remember our anniversary and what we like to do on our anniversary. Well, we used we used to remember it at Cheyenne. It was at Cheyenne every year. And that one year when we had run all the wheels off the trailer when we went from Fredonia, Kansas Rodeo. I remember that when y'all made that. The, when he made the finals in three events. Yes. When Cody Lee won. Yeah, the, yeah. It was the short yeah. round day y'all ran. It wasn't just any. Yeah. It was the day of the short round. They're trying to get back for the short round. And after wow. it was all said yeah. and done, which was panic mode. For he made it in the senior steer rope and the regular steer rope and the team rope and all back yeah. to the short round. And they ran all the wheels off. Okay. And we ran three wheels off that trailer. We were down to, we found a hub at the last <laughs> minute that was in the trailer and single axled it in wasn't someone on their way to pick y'all up or something i don't oh, no. even remember he kept telling no we'll make it they okay kept saying you want to send somebody i said have them send somebody he kept saying no we'll make it we'll make it <laughs> well <laughs> but anyway after it was all said and done that evening it was like Phew, made it it's all over you know and it's like what is today it's our anniversary because it's always our anniversary when we was up there that was and a we, great day for we an go anniversary. to red lobster on our anniversary yep yeah how'd you do in the finals that year, yeah. talking about that year, well, I fooled around and missed one steer, but um, I think that must have been in the seniors because I probably could have won it. So I probably caught the open steer and, and placed yeah. one money at Cheyenne. And so. then Cody Lee was his partner, and he won the he won the all, all around, around that yeah. year. Huh. Yeah, it was, was real good. close. If Ralphie had done a little bit better in the steer roping, he could have edged Cody Lee out of that all around, but. Cody Lee, he placed pretty deep in the steer open that year too, didn't he? Yeah, somewhere. Yep, he sure did. He sure did. He uh, he turned us a good one in the first round, and man, it just worked. We won money in the first round, and then come back in the short go, kind of down the line a little ways, and that steer kind of faded to the left just a little bit. And Justin McKee was announcing, and that steer was on that left fence, and I just kind of floated it in there and caught him and. Justin knew it was coming, but he couldn't hardly believe it, and he just cracked up over there on that microphone. It was one of the best healing shots worked. you ever saw, Jimbo. Yeah, I don't even know how he got that loop between the steer and the fence because I was watching it that day too, and uh, it was just an unbelievable loop. It really was, Ralphie. Yeah. yeah, that's good times right there. And then the next year he was riding in the grand entry in a, in a wagon or something, and the track announcer said, well, there's old Ralphie Williams. All the stars came out today. <laughs> yeah, I'd ask the mayor if I could ride with him. Him and his wife were in that wagon. They look kind of lonely, and there's an empty seat right there. I said, can I join you guys? And so the track announcer, he recognized me. And I got he didn't recognize the mayor, but he recognized he Ralphie. <laughs> Shoot, it wasn't but a couple years ago, me and Robert Fudge, we filled in up there. They had a blank spot in the lineup of their parade. <laughs> And so me and Robert, we just rode in there, 
And we seen people we know in the stands, so we waved, and it's, it's good times. They were looking on their list to see who was in that spot, and they didn't recognize them. They just said, you won't find us on your list. <laughs> didn't Robert become a pretty big sponsor of the rodeo over there? Yes, there yes. Now, he's got, he's uh, got his own box seat up there. Last time I was you there. You bet. Yeah. Next door neighbor, Robert Fudge, he's got a big company, 3S Company, and uh, they got a... A lot of workers in the refinery up there at Cheyenne, so he goes up there and treats them around. And uh, Ralph's brother's handling his team of horses and wagon for the some of the sponsors. Yeah, Johnny there. Williams, he's up there right now, got a big team. Oh, he's having a blast yes, up there. Yes, sir. Uh, he, he takes care of those horses for Robert and stuff. Yeah, their neighbor Robert here, he's been a good friend of the Rodeo Cowboys for a number of years, Jimbo. Uh, just want to send him a shout-out. Thanks, Robert, for being a great yeah. friend to all Rodeo Cowboys. Sally Ralph, tell me something about a 2000 in year 2000 you won the triple crown. That's pretty good right there. What she were the beat. events? Oh, uh, team roping and uh, ribbon roping and bell racing, I think. Ribbon running. Ribbon running, yeah. And bell racing. Cool. Yeah, Senior they had those pros. finals at Claremore. Uh, she was roping with Wayne Moss right there, yeah. and they run three steers just smooth yeah. and perfect. And me and Paul Lee was there, and we just they just eased on bias, won the deal. Uh, me and Sally roped in the ribbon roping, and man, I'd get on some of them old guys, good horses. That was fun. They had the best horses, those old guys, and so. Uh, that was only, I think me and Sally were in the peewee division then, is the over 40s. <laughs> but now, nowadays, we're in the over 50s. And uh, they just keep creating stuff for me. I've been trying to retire for a long time. They got I don't over 50 team roping, seniors, yeah. seniors trippings, and everything else. He ain't trying to retire. He'd still be entering the other one. Like. <laughs> Did you guys ever do any head and healing together in competition? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got a plaque back here in the other room. It's a husband and wife trophy. They had a husband and wife team roping over at Claremore. So uh, Sally started out heading, mm -hmm. and then she got teasing in that healing when she got to tying on. She really liked that. So, <laughs> yeah, women can tie on. You got your own style of healing, and there's another guy big IRA guy that has his own style of roping too, old Terry Crow. Did you two ever match up together and rope together? Oh yeah, we, we got a pretty good history right there. We traveled together a long time. Matter of fact, we should have Terry here with us now. He's, actually I'm just kidding, he really hates interviews. Yeah, we gotta get him over here. Yeah. Terry, we need you. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I think, I. I I got a lot of respect for Terry Crow just because, you know, he's such a good roper, never looks like he's going that fast, but when he throws his hands in the air, calf roping or dallies up team roping, usually that clock stops in a pretty fast manner right there. He does have his own style, and he could really get it out of his hand in the calf roping. And uh, heading, it's a little bit different. You'd think his horses would be ducking and hard to ride and all that, but he can keep a head horse free. But I rode his calf horse a time or two, and that's about all I needed right there. <laughs> they could read your mind before you could, and they would stop way early. So, Who are some of the other guys that you team up with that people might know? 
Oh, Hugh Ridden Rideout. Britton Hall's dad, Bob Hall. Bob Hall, yeah. Oh, yeah, Bobby yeah. Hall. He was a big Huge, IRA yeah. guy for sure. Yeah. Rutherford's, they were tough. Jim and Rick Rutherford. Uh, we roped with them when I was traveling with Hugh Rideout. Are they related uh, to Buck Rutherford by chance? Very possible. Very possible. I'm not sure about that. They, uh, they had a daughter that was a world champion, WPRA, uh, Twyla Rutherford. My mom roped with her some. Uh, and it's just too big a list of roping partners right there. <laughs> all good friends, too. I think right. I could call them all now and get a run somewhere. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard a person, one person in the history of people have one bad word to say about Ralphie. Oh, no, I ever. never have. You know, he's just one of the best guys and uh, just best all-around hands. You know, I used to be a pretty wild type of guy, Jimbo, really? and I did. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I did a lot of things that maybe people weren't supposed to do and acted in ways you ain't supposed to act. But I tell you what, hanging out around a guy and traveling with a guy like Ralphie um, he changed my life and changed my whole point of view on everything. Yeah, he did for sure. He just, uh, just such a great guy and such a positive person. And, mm -hmm. you know, he acts the way you're supposed to act around people and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I've just gained a, a whole lot of respect for the man. Um, just because well, he's just one of the best guys I ever met Jimbo. Right. So he's a great guy to strive to be like, or any kid that gets a chance to hang out with him over here and maybe learn a few things from him. Good role model. Great sure. role model. For sure. I was, he's a good role model for me at 40 years old. So. Yeah. Well, you needed one. <laughs> I did. Sure. I needed these to be set straight, Jimbo. Yeah, it's almost getting a little deep in here now. We better <laughs> no, change he knows it. He knows I feel that way. I told him that. What about that um, wild cow milking at uh, Pendleton when you just kind of had my back right there? We better tell him about that. Yeah, let's tell him about it, Jimbo. Yeah. Ralphie. Um, that was uh, one of the buckles I really like. I did win Pendleton Wild Cow Milk in one year. Yes, sir. So I recruited around there. The first year, I got one of those Oregon guys to mug for me. And, man, the old cow took him out. He had to have knee surgery. What and, is it about the cow milk in there that's a little bit wilder than most cow milk oh, in Oh, man. Uh, first of all, they fire a gun. And so that if your horse ever knows about this shot coming, they're a little hard to hold. And I was riding no Snoopy back then, so uh, <laughs> they uh, they start all the ropers at one end and the cows at the other, and they fire a gun and away you go. But it's on the grass, so I got to get me a partner that has rubber-soled boots. And so I had me a, a mugger ready to mug, but he had leather-soled boots on. So we got to shop around. And uh, you remember Quentin Taylor loaned us his boots. He's, oh, yeah, yeah. He's Quentin. the only guy with a big enough foot for uh, Rio Losey. Losey to trade boots with. So they traded boots. And I ain't for sure if you was coming out of the Lutter Buck Room or if Rio was, but you slapped him. Well, we decided it, Rio was too nice. We needed to make him mad before, that's <laughs> it. before you he started mugging him. this. Because these cows were pretty soggy, and he just seemed like too nice a guy. Yeah, too right back. Exactly. For that kind of cow. And he didn't want to do it. <laughs> he wasn't really want to do it. But I made him real good and mad, Jimbo, and I'll be dang. Yeah, well, after it's over, he kind of come hunting you, and uh, you tripped on that grass, and he dogpiled you right out in the middle. <laughs> yep. He got even with I you. I got what I deserved at the end. Yep. So that's But good. Ralphie got that buckle. Wow. That's right. 
it kind of shaped up not the best because I was a little bit on the left side and most of the cows went right except for one. And it, I think it was a local Indian up there had his sights on her and was running her down the track. I think that's headed north. And I thought, man, there's a 50-50 chance this guy might miss. And sure enough, he did. And, and I just kind of rode past him and caught that cow and turned off like I was handling a steer for somebody healing. And we were right by the winter circle and Rio had her. And that's how we won the deal right there. <laughs> Ralph just slipped on in, eased on in there and milked her. Slipped wow. right across the line. Sally's been to Pendleton. She run old Colt. He's one of our famous horses. She ran old Colt across the grass right there. Give us a little short version of your warm-up stuff. Right <laughs> yeah, tell there. us what it takes to get a horse ready to run at Pendleton, because I, I was here, and I was pretty amazed by what she was doing just to get ready, because it's a lot bigger track than normal, right? Yeah, you got to get them in really good shape. And we had gone up north for about three weeks before Pendleton, and I just kept jogging him around big old pastures that big steer roping up there don king day she owned him up and you know just kept and and then whenever we got there and they was tying down steers at uh pendleton and i just kept trotting him across the grass because they won't go across they have a tendency to duck that second barrel over there you know so i just kept he kept wanting to just leave so i kept trotting him across there and he he hung in there whenever it came time to run so I ran him there for about four years. I placed two out of two out. Of she got scoobied one year. Oh yeah, we were uh, split twelfth in the long go, and they only they won't take splits. So, so how did they? How did they? They just took eleven. They just took eleven. Yeah, took eleven. Just so, missed a short go that right, year. How right, many? So. How many did you? Is it one in a short or two in a short? It's just one. One, one in, in a short. short on the belt. Well, they should have took splits then. They should have yeah. took splits on that yeah. one. If there's yeah. two, they could have took. If you had a faster run than the other one, right, one right. Of them, but. No, it's just one in a short. Did they just draw who got to go or what? No, they neither one got to go. Oh. They just took 11. They just took 11. We split 12th, and they didn't take 13. <laughs> they took 11. Well, heck. <laughs> Dang so, the luck. Yeah. Now, should have went a little faster, I guess. Yeah. Could have been three out of four years. But it's, it's, a long, it's a long run, for sure. Yeah, she'd take her horse and lope him around the whole outside of those arenas, Jimbo. And I asked her, I said, what are you doing? And she said, she's building his air up to, so she, that horse could uh, yeah. breathe on that big uh, track that they run the barrels on there. What's the elevation up there? Is it quite a bit more than what we've got here? Well, I don't know. I think it is I a little assumed. bit. But I was going to let him just run, right. you know, and everything. But, I mean, it's a long way, so I just kind of went to the whip early. I'm like, <laughs> what else are you going to do going <laughs> yeah. across there? It's like, well... We need to get there a little faster, so I'd spank him a little bit, keep him going, you know. It's, it's a long ways across there, but it is fun. It was really fun on him. You want something that you can trust. Because <laughs> <laughs> don't sit before you get to the dirt. It is slick. What did you, did you put spikes in your shoes? Did you take your shoes off or just run what you had? He, he never had shoes on. Okay. So I didn't, he just ran barefoot, no spikes or anything. Just, he's just normal. Seems like a lot of people take their shoes I, off up there and just let them run natural barefooted because they say that's the way that a horse knows how to run on right. grass. I don't, I don't know. He. That's kind of what Uncle John thinks too right there. I don't know what the ones with shoes do. 
We, we, had, we had got old Colt by th- through Uncle John, and uh, he had him a while up there. I think he even broke him to ride, and uh, so he had a really good handle on him. That's what she liked about him, but he uh, never shot him, so that's pretty good. Old Colt never had shoes on through his whole career. Yeah, right. And, of but, course, Uncle John is the great John D. Israel, right? That's right. That's right. Um, that's three names right they all go together. It's Uncle John, it's Big Ralph, and Little Ralph. <laughs> so uh, my dad, he's the one who helped me about the most, kept, kept horses kind of under Ralph. me and stuff. Yeah, Big Ralph. And you're I'm, Little Ralph. I'm Little Ralph, that's right. And then we got Ralphie that's over right. here. That's right. We sure do. Got fourth generation Little Ralph bitty right Ralph. There. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was it like winning San Angelo? That's one of the biggest jackpots there is. Yes, sir. That was a good one right there. We... Um, we drove just, all night to get there. That's me right. Me and you did, remember? That's right. Exactly right. Got there when the sun was coming up. Yeah, I ain't sure where we'd been. Circuit uh, finals. Circuit finals, yeah. I think so. There you go. There you go. It's a good one. A big old pin. Unlike team roping, you don't have a helper to hold them steers straight. You got to have a cow pony that'll follow. You just got to be ready for a good shot. Hope he lays. Hope he don't kick. Uh, just got to put them runs together one at a time. And you're going right into a big crowd when you go left there, Jimbo. It seems like when you finally go left at San Angelo, you're just going right into that big yeah, grandstand exactly where it feels right. like. Yeah, they say back in the day that Calcutta buyers, if they didn't want one roper to win they might wave a big old blanket in the stands and scare a horse <laughs> yeah, i've heard that so i heard that when they're just playing over and under you know one guy sits 13 flat and one and the other guy gets to say over or under and i've heard they've scared horses away just playing over and under there not even a full-fledged calcutta buyer who had you in the calcutta did you ever know uh i did i can't remember the guy's name but he brought me a little bit of money. So back in the day, I think that was the trend. If you won some mm-hmm. money, the Calcutta would come pay you a little bit. Right. So that, that's all good right there. Yeah. Money's nice, isn't it? Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> that time of year is real yeah, nice I'll most of the time, Jimbo. I didn't have two quarters to rub together most time that time of year. Yeah. San Angelo is about one of the last ropings of the year. Right. A lot it of times. November, that, wasn't it? Yeah, it is in November. First or second week in November, yep. I can't remember. Yeah, they take those cattle straight to the national final steer roping from there, I think. Normally they do, for sure. Yeah. It's a big roping. It's oh, a great yeah. roping if you get a chance to go down there. Yep. Highly, highly encourage you to get down there. Hey, Ralphie, one time we were roping the dummy, me and you, somewheres, and you told me, well, what it was is I said, hey, let's play a game of pig, Ralphie. And I, I really thought I was a hot shot trick mm-hmm. roper and stuff, but – uh well, Ralph Hannett schooled me pretty hard on that game of pig that day, and I said, where the heck did you learn how to trick rope like that, Ralphie? And uh, you told me you went down to Mexico on a rodeoing or a mission trip, or I'm not sure exactly what it was, but you did some cowboying down in old Mexico. I've always meant to ask you about that. Yeah, that was college deal, and Sally, you went one year, didn't you? No. You didn't get to they, go? They did that after I left. Okay. Claremont, uh, yeah, Clem McSpadden put that together. The coach at Claremore College then was Bruce Huff. Him and Clem was good buddies. And uh, we went to South Mexico, kind of on a little Goodwill tour, and put on a rodeo. 
So you had to uh, ride a bull. They kind of had some tryouts up here. You had to be in the bull riding or do something else, you know. So I did a little bit of trick roping. We got down there in Mexico, and I got to do a routine with the champion trick roper of old Mexico. Ooh. So that's pretty good. They got a tradition down there. If they don't like it, whatever you're doing, they'll whistle. And every kid down there can whistle. So the girls were doing a little bit of goat tying, and I went out there to get that goat out of there, and the goat wouldn't lead. And he kind of choked down. And them little kids got to whistling at me. I wind up carrying that goat out of there like a baby. (laughs) (laughs) So anyhow, I didn't know any Spanish. And I was uh, working the chutes in the saddle bronc riding. And here comes a bronc. I was in the arena. Here comes a bronc. Had bucked a guy off. He come over there uh, in the round pins. All them arenas in Mexico are round. And I kept hollering at this guy, open the gate. Let me out. Open the gate. Open the gate. And he couldn't understand me. And that saddle bronc horse mowed me down. <laughs> so when I come to, the first thing I learned was how to say open the gate in Spanish. <laughs> Obre la porta. <laughs> he still remembers Educational it. trip during college right there. Yeah, I always wondered what the deal was with that. I just never, ever asked you again after that. So. Yeah, yeah, that's fortunate times right there to travel like that, go to Mexico. Did y'all drive down there? We sure did. We sure did. I had a good buddy, a uh, rough stock guy, George Burden. He uh, got into some bad water or something and they say you're not supposed to drink the water in old mexico and man he got the trots we had to stop that van and let him head to the bushes crazy crazy so you only drank pop down there no water make sure it's canned right that's for sure holy moly hey ralphie and sally what's the most rodeos you guys have ever entered in like a week or two week span and actually got to well, I'll just tell you how we're entered up this week. Sally, you can think of the count right there. Tuesday, we went to Benita Rodeo. They even had steer tripping over there, the LACRA Rodeo. Wednesday, Oswego. Tonight, we got a beeline at Pawnee. And uh, Friday is Bartlesville. They're tripping there. And then we got that memorial team roping Saturday morning up here at Freddie Crater's at Oshaleta. Saturday night to Sedan, and they're tripping there. So that's just a medium-sized week right there. (laughs) There were times we used to do two in one day and go all week like that, so maybe make eight or ten a week. I'm glad you're slowing down a little bit. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Shoot, back in the day, me and Sally, we had to put two rigs on the road to just (laughs) barely get by. Right. (laughs) One time, Jimbo. Me and Ralphie, we were on the road. I mean, we were probably on the road for about a month and hadn't been home or anything. And uh, we were going by, <laughs> you know, the up there on I-35 by Wichita, there's that gas station used to have a Hardee's mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. Well, we stopped in that Hardee's right there, and uh, he got in the truck with someone else to go watch Sally run barrels that night. That's how much <laughs> Ralphie loves rodeo. We hadn't been home, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's Mr. Rodeo. I'm pretty sure that song old Jake Hooker sings is about Ralphie, Might rodeo be. man. Might be. I like that trip we had with Brian Gar and that rig. We were loaded down, you and Lauren and the baby. Me, Lauren, the baby, you, Kawista, 
Brian Gar, his wife, and our buddy Larry. Larry there was eight Stewart. Of us yes, in that sir. rig. It was like the Partridge family, sort of, Jimbo. And uh, <clears throat> I'd tell you more about that trip on the way home. It's pretty okay. funny. But <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, we stayed a, uh, you know what? That roping you won up there at uh, uh, Wyoming, the Tillard roping, Andy Tillard roping. Tell us about that roping real quick. It's kind of a different deal. It sure is. That might be a bigger arena than Pasca. Maybe. It's big. It's big. Um, ground is kind of hard. Sometimes there'll be clods out there, and them steers Biggins. will slide. Those steers be coming at you 100 mile an hour. If you got a right-handed tie, you better hustle if you're going to step across that rope. Um, it's kind of a, a little bit of an invitational roping, but seemed like everybody goes. Uh, white shirts only as a tribute to, I think, Andy Tillard. Yeah, as if you did. didn't have a white button-up shirt, you can't rope. But, yeah. Period. No exceptions. <laughs> they about didn't let J.D. rope over some patches on his shirt. Yeah. One day. One time I heard. Yeah, that's good. What do they do to the winner there, Ralphie? Man, they throw you in the horse tank. I screaming bloody murder trying to get some help. Everybody's watching, but nobody's helping. Two of them big old tillered boys took me over and dunked me right good. <laughs> and then uh, they made this water trough out of a, a tire from a dump truck in a coal mine, which, you know, they're a tire as tall as this house, you know, on a right, dump truck in right. a coal mine. And they had the steel belt all the way around it. And when they threw Ralphie in there, they uh, slid him over all that steel belt. <laughs> and he had, he had a... Steel belt splinters all over his hand and yeah, arm. Yeah, a little bit of road rash yep. right there. Yeah, he was picking them out for a while. As long as you that. got their money, all that matters. That's right. That wasn't bad at all. Free feed that night is all good. Yeah, that's a great little roping. That's a great little roping. Ralphie, if you were making a Mount Rushmore of IRA team ropers, you were in IRA a long time, who would you put on it? Need four names. Four of the top ropers. Yeah, or just who you think would belong on that Mount Rushmore? Oh, okay. Well, shoot, I don't know about that. Um, what about just ropers? Period. Don't matter what they're roping, they're Ralph. Everywhere. Need four they're names everywhere. for Mount Rushmore. Oh, well, we better put the Rutherfords on there. They're all gone now. Can this include living ropers? Living, oh, anybody. dead. Anybody you want to put on? Shoot, we better put the current world champion on there, old uh, Cole Patterson, as far as tripping, and Arnold Feltz. And I wish I'd have got to see more of Everett Shaw rope. but That's, that's an admirable one to put yeah. on. Did you ever get to see Everett rope? Oh, I think I did, probably as a kid. You know, he's been to Ben Johnson a lot. You guys yeah. used to go to the Ben Johnson growing up. That's right. What was the atmosphere around there? Well... It's a little bit of a bullying deal going on. Jim Davis and Bucky Braden, they were <laughs> dominating on the dummy ropings, and they wanted to match, and they kind of picked on us younger kids a little bit. So, uh, But, shoot, we lived through that. We got stronger and better. Shoot, I might have to put Neil Whirl on that Mount Rushmore deal, on the tripping deal, because he's uh, won, the, won the average at the National Final Steer Roping. Me and him got to rope together at the timed event championship, so... Did he enter or was you entered? He was entered. You were the helper? Just helping, yeah. Yeah. 
I trained uh, on my calf roping a little bit under Don West right here, local guy. Bud Beeston was a top calf roper. Bud Beeston was a roper. Oh, yeah. I never knew that. Oh, I yeah. knew they just known him as a horseshoe teacher. Yeah, well, I'm talking about Big Bud, but, but Little Bud could really rope calves too. And so there's a story that goes along with that. When I was a kid, Big Bud supplied the truck, and my mom would haul me and my brothers and sister and uh, Bud and Debbie Beeston to the junior rodeos. So that was good times right then. <laughs> now he's one that started the horseshoeing deal, the big Bud. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah down there at Sperry. I, I yeah. helped build some of those buildings down there when I worked for George Carter. Okay. We'd go down there. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the most famous horseshoeing schools yeah. anywhere. Is it still yeah. operating? No. No. Done? Yeah. Dang it. Dang it. What about you, Sally? Mount Rushmore, four greatest cowgirls you've seen or I, heard of. I, there's so many, I couldn't even. But my idol, whenever I was, uh, you know, running barrels, was uh, Betty Roper. Mm -hmm. She uh, she did good, very good in the RAs, and, and she was always at all the rodeos I went to, and winning all the time and she she was a great hand she did a good job training and working and and then of course there's several now that, that everybody's you know got good horses and doing good training so but i remember her as growing up as a person that i really admired nice that's Pretty good one to think of right there, Betty yeah. Roper. Oh, yeah. You don't even need anybody else on the Mount no, Rushmore no. besides Betty Roper. Well, you got anything else for them, Jimbo? No, just thank them for inviting us into their home. And I know they've got a rodeo to go to tonight. This has been a long time coming. We've been oh, calling yeah. Ralphie for only about two years. Finally got him pinned down. <laughs> he was a little leery. Yeah. He didn't realize I've calmed down this much. Yeah, he was thinking he was the old Cody. Yeah. He's thinking of the old Cody. Shoot, that's all good. It's all good. Uh, shoot, my favorite saying. Have you heard it? Let's hear it. You know I had a small announcing well, career. I do know your favorite saying right now. It's called, shoot, yeah. That's one of them. That's one of them. But I like to say, get a rope on him. And then my second favorite saying is, get another rope on him. <laughs> Did you hear me? They had me and Jimbo announce a rodeo the other day. Claremore steer that. roping. I heard that. I wish I'd have got to come over there. We thought you were going to be there. We're going to bring you up there with us. Man, oh, man. Yeah, my announcing career hadn't done real well. And my daughter, she's, uh, she's going to have a singing career. But she's worked Vegas. She's sang the national anthem at the Indian Finals in Vegas. So her career still got a chance. But... My announcing career, I don't think that's good. I always I wanted to be an auctioneer, too, but I, I never never could count very good. So <laughs> that's where you come across, ain't it? Well, you, I always wanted auctioneer. to be one. Then I just decided to be one one day, and I'm still not a very good one, but I've done quite a few auctions to this point. You must there be you pretty good. Everybody wants you to do them. Yeah. yeah. I'm auctioneering a deal at the Cowboy Hall of Fame next month. Can wow. you believe that? In wow. Oklahoma City. Shoot, yeah. Wow. I, I had a call on the job of uh, announcing. They called me to announce a little rodeo in Kansas, a little women's ranch rodeo, but 
shoot, I think I, that fell right on the Box Elder Montana trip we got planned. So couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Hey, if anyone's looking for a good announcer out there that knows his <laughs> stuff about rodeo, all the terminology is good around the kids, give Ralphie a call. He'll, <laughs> he'll be over there. He'll be over there, and you won't regret it. As long as it ain't on top of a uh, Montana run that goes <laughs> to some Indian rodeos. <laughs> well, you guys, good luck over there at Pawnee tonight. Get the money. All right. Bye. Appreciate it. Get the, uh, what is it, Pawnee Bill Rodeo. Yeah. Pawnee Bill. He's just second behind Buffalo Bill. I think they were partners back in the early days, actually. Huh. That's quite the rodeo. You just team roping there tonight? What are you doing? No, you I'm just driving, driving for my bell racer. What? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. I just slacked off a little bit on the team roping. Well, Ralphie, we're going to have to do another one with Ralphie and get Terry Crow up here to be with Ralphie. That'll be a good there one. There we go. We got to tell them about you eating those hot wings in Wyoming, but let's save it. Okay. That was classic. It was a good one. Yeah. I had to sign a waiver, Jimbo. <laughs> Made me wear gloves or I wouldn't be able to touch the baby for a week. <laughs> but that's hot. Made it. Made it through it, barely. I think I'm still feeling You're some still effects from that, Ralphie. I think my stomach hadn't been right ever since that. Ah, <laughs> uh, it helped you. Yeah, I even had my picture on the wall there, Jimbo. The next year I took my picture by the picture on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my proudest achievements I yeah. ever did. Champion hot wing here at Thermopolis, Wyoming. Everybody's got their day. Hey. Well, good luck tonight, you guys, and uh, we sure appreciate you coming on, and thank you so much for doing it. That's fun. Thank you. You bet, guys. You bet. All right. Till next week. This has been a great episode of the Cowboys of the Osage podcast. Be sure and come to the museum. Like and share on all your social medias, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Later. Old stories like long lost friends Rodeos and late night bends History before our time Round pens and pasture rides Cowboys of the Osage